We yeah. canceling Puffin? No, no, no. no. Oh, we will no. never cancel right. Puffin. That's fine. We will never cancel Puffin. It will go on forever and ever. Puffin will continue even in the ultimate heat death of the universe, just hearing us making stupid voices into the darkness of the void. I do Mark Twain. In the sleepy town of Banksburg, at the top of Peak Audio, lies the Puffin Publishing House, the last refuge for the greatest literary minds in history. This is the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Hey, Nora. It's uh, me, James. James Joyce. I just arrived at the uh, Puffin Publishing House. I'm really excited to be here, work with all these, uh, you know, fellow authors. These guys seem like a, a rascally bunch. Hey, hey! I see ya, Ted. That's uh, Ted Geisel. Uh, he's he's a he's a hoot. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I miss you, babe. Love you. Bye. Nora! I'm sorry. I This is the first time we've been apart for a long time, and uh, I realize I don't like it. Uh, I miss you, babe. I, I hope that you answer. I I really miss you, and uh, I wish you were here in my bed with me, if you know what I mean. Nora, oh my god. I, I want you so bad, babe. Please. Nora, I just wrote this. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Roses are red. Garlic bread ain't. I want to lick up and down your taint. Nora! Oh my god, Nora! I just want to slather those pancake titties of yours up with maple syrup. Give you a grand slam, baby, all night long, Nora! Call me back, baby! Nora, let me stick my bookmark in you. Save my place between the chapters, baby! Oh, Nora, I need you right now! Hey, Nora. Uh, I'm sorry about the last few uh text messages uh it was very unchivalrous of me it was very impolite you're a woman i'm i'm a man i shouldn't talk to you that way i i apologize come on Nora! put some james joyce in your life baby get that joy joy joyce down in your heart baby come on come on baby call me back Nora, 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 Nora. hey Nora. guess what i'm doing I got my pen in my hand and I'm writing my pen 15. <laughs> That's write that out and you'll you'll get it. Come on, Nora! Nora! Nora, I don't think we can do this anymore. I'm I'm sorry. I just I'm a man. I've got needs. I can't do this. We've got to separate. I'll talk to you later. All right, Jane Austen, let's do this. Uh, 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 uh. Welcome to uh, Dante Alighieri's Pasta Hall. How can I help you today? I like one bottle of red. Bottle of white. Okay. And a bottle of white. 
Ah, it's nice. Okay, wow, that's a lot of wine for just a one man sitting in an Italian restaurant by himself. Are you expecting another? I can pull over some chairs or take some chairs away to make you feel less lonely. One person's coming in, yeah. Would you like me to get you a booster seat so you can feel taller than everyone so you stop being so sad? Yes. Two, actually. Can I get two? Two booster seats? Yes. Stacked on top of each other? Yes. All right, well, I'll be right back with you. A bottle of red. A bottle of white. Nobody said anything, so here I am again. <laughs> <laughs> I brought your two booster seats, and uh, here's a uh, complimentary plate of pasta fanguli. Uh, you just eat that. You you take I'm care of yourself, okay? Yeah. You know, we all go through periods in our life. We're very lonely. We eat a lot of meals alone. We eat in public alone. Did you bring a book? No. Uh, we have some fine Italian prostitutes behind the restaurant. Is that something you would like? I would like... A lovely piece of prosciutto. Got you, a lovely piece of prosciutto. Well, I'll go bring her in. Hey, Giuseppe, it's me, Dante, the owner of the restaurant, Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I know who you are, Dante. Why is prosciutto crying? Oh, well, uh, she... <laughs> give a handy to some lonely guy. I mean... Handjobs, of course, being the international most saddening sex act. It is, it is. What well, I mean, like... I mean, I don't blame her. I saw the guy, and he's like, he is very sad looking. Yeah, he's really sad. And I think as uh, science has come to the forefront of realizing that sad is transferred through osmosis. It is. I mean, he's eaten like five baskets of bread by himself. I didn't even realize that was humanly possible. Yeah, I, neither did I. No, is there anything else that you'd like me to do? I'm Giuseppe. Do we at least have any more bread? That man is a bread black hole. Uh, I mean... Yeah, we've got your uh, special Dante's Lusty Garlic Bread laced with Viagra and oysters. It is a very popular, but I mean, usually people eat it in the pairs. Like, yeah. two people who want something to happen, they eat it together. He eats just by himself. But everyone loves getting a bone. But it's only good when it actually, like, goes somewhere. I don't know. I like just, like, a by-myself boner. Not one that I'm even going to do anything with, just that I can, like, slap around to myself sitting on the couch watching MacGruber on a Thursday night. You're at least washing your hands afterward, right? Oh, no. Uh, Giuseppe, can I have a talk with you in my office? Uh, sure. What about? A bottle of white. Did you know that Brenda and Eddie were the popular studies in 75? I didn't understand one word you just said. <laughs> Brenda and Eddie were the popular studies. All right, I'm going to Are you not using your hands? Would it be at all possible to get some service in this fine Italian restaurant? Mario, Mario, how are you doing? Yes, it's me, Mario Puzo, author of the Godfather. Yes. Here in the seventh circle of hell, partaking in your lovely restaurant. It's been so long. How can I help you? I was looking for any service whatsoever. The lonely guy across the restaurant is getting plenty of service, and oh. your busboy seems to be fucking fondling himself to Will Forte. So what can okay. I do for you? Uh, might I get a heaping, steaming pile of Dante Alighieri's uh, five-alarm 
jelly. Ah, uh, yes, the well-known Italian classic dish. Coming right up, Mario. Do you want a sour cream on that? I uh, no thank you. I would like the hot peppers directly in my mouth. Speaking of hot peppers, I'm waiting on a date of some variety. Uh, have you seen a woman wearing all red that goes by the name of Chunky Lover 63? Sup, girl? Oh, hey, Chunky Lover 63. How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? It's weird that you called me a girl just to like open this conversation. I call every girl a girl. This date might be getting off on the tragically wrong foot. What about me is feminine? Why don't I go get to some of my lusty garlic bread? Two, oh, please. Bottle of white. A lot of people could get tired of making noodles all the time. I make noodles every day. I work in the Italian restaurant. I'm always making noodles. But I found a way that's making the noodles uh, don't get really boring. Uh, Patrick, Patrick, come here. Close your eyes. Close. Hey, put your hand in this bowl. Is worms. Ooh, ooh, is not worms. Oh, they worms. actually speak it. Ooh, is not worms. It's spaghetti. Ah, I Are knew you also. washing your hands? Slow news day, am I right, guys? A bottle of white. A bottle of red. What Gaston, Gaston, this man's choking. Oh my god. No, guys, it's oh. fine, it's fine, it's Virgil, my old friend Virgil. Yes, would you like more water? I don't think that's the problem. What is the problem? I'm having trouble understanding you, old well, friend. Yeah. <laughs> Can you speak a little clearer? There seems to be a lot of food in your mouth. Oh, sorry about that. I forgot to swallow. Oh, good. When the moon hits your eye like a big peach of pie, that's, that's a glory. Oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you know the classic Italian song. It's a, when the moon hits the pie, it's the best glora. Glora? <laughs> You're not a glorog here? Glorog? You know the glorogs. There is. Nothing about what you're saying that is registering with me on any level. Hey, you mental like, mafia intern, get over here! Oh no, I better go back to Naples. Bottle of white, bottle of red. That's just what it's like. These are scenes from an Italian restaurant. A lot of people wonder what it's like working in the kitchen of an Italian restaurant. They say. Why are all these pots and pans on fire? And I say, we didn't start the fire. My boss, he's a real big shot. He tries to tell me how to run my life, but that's not me. Ah, yes, I work in the kitchen, but that's not what I want to do. I want to be the entertainer. I want to be the piano man. I want to be just like Billy the Kid, because that's what it's like. I work here, wanting to do other things. Well, I hope you enjoyed these scenes from an Italian restaurant. If you're listening on an Asian island somewhere far away, I would just like to say to you all, good night, Saigon. It's me, Alan Town. Oh, hey, Alan. Hello, hi, it is me, 
Matt Damon Grimm from the storied Grimm clan. You might know my brother, Heath Ledger Grimm, or my father, Kirk Douglas Grimm, but you may be less familiar with my sister. That is because she is not real. She was once almost very close to real, but then there was a horrible accident. You see, my sister, Kira Knightley Grimm, and I were twins. We shared a womb for many months, approximately nine, but no less than five. And whilst sharing this womb room, I looked across at her and saw in her something I had never seen in another person before. Tasty, delicious meat. So one night when I had a hankering, I reached across the womb and I took a bite. First it was a handful, like one would consume a tub of popcorn or perhaps some Skittles, but it was a lady and I done ate my sister real good, all the way up, consumed her. And so Kira Knightley Grimm, we're just kind of assuming she was going to look like Kira Knightley, it's an attractive family, died before she could live. But then I was born, twice as strong, and with double the box office potential. So I grew up a lonely child. My brother, Heath Ledger Grimm, was always off riding horses, or fighting Batman, or doing skateboard tricks. That's a much less known project of his, but it exists. And I was left to play by myself. I had several of my favorite toys with me at all times. There was Susie Boozy, my little doll, she was a lady with four screws tightened into her buttocks. You know, like a toy for children. There was scabies. Scabies was, of course, a dead rat that I put in a little tutu I needed for her. It was a girl dead rat. And we would always have tea and go on many adventures together. There was Oopshkin. And Oopshkin was, of course, a Hasbro board game that I dumped all of the pieces off of and would wave around as a big cardboard square friend. But nothing could replace the hole in my heart left by Kira Knightley Grimm. Because on the way down my esophagus, she took a bite out of my heart. That is why I was never good at sports. I could not play soccer. I could do a little bowling from time to time, but nothing too strenuous. A few gutters and I was out. Nothing could replace my sister's love. Or again, the whole fourth of my heart she beat on the way down. And so I decided that I needed to win my sister back. So I tried many methods to bring her back to the plane of the living. First, I challenged the Satan to a battle. I said, Satan, if you can play your sousaphone better than I can, I, well, I don't get my sister back. That's the wager. And he said, oh, that's fine. And we had a sousaphone battle. Now, as you may guess, I lost because he is the devil and is good at most things. He's a skilled man. I, however, being a sousaphone prodigy, but nonetheless being a five-year-old German boy, could not defeat the devil in armed musical combat. Next, I tried a workaround 
kind of added a middleman to the equation and bought a Ouija board, another Parker Brothers classic. And so I attempted to summon from the spirit realm my sister Kira Knightley Grimm. I asked the board, hey, can I have my sister back? Or at least the fourth of my heart I imagine is still in her ghost tummy. And the Ouija board said no, and then called me fat, which I thought was unnecessary. So I tried one last trick to get my sister back from the shadow realm. I folded 1,000 paper cranes by hand based on that story about the girl that survived the Hiroshima and folded 1,000 paper cranes to wish for her radiation poisoning to go away. Much like in the real life story, this did not work. Almost like folding a bunch of paper birds is not the solution to life's problem. So Kira Knightley Grimm remains trapped beyond the pale, beyond the reach of mortal men. And yeah, no, didn't accomplish shit. And now another Agatha Christie mystery. The secret of the Orient Express. Excuse me, young man, but... But what time does the Orient Express leave the station? Orient Express, huh? Yeah. Alright, I'm that real quick. Orient Express, about 6.30 in the, uh, in the evening. 6.30 in the evening, thank you. Sick. Mystery solved! So apparently you got brought back in time, but you're very handy. So congratulations, you're now the handyman of uh, Puffin Publishing. Yes, of course. Industrious Russian. Of course, that's the only thing you can say, and you're very handy. So I'm just going to leave now. Goodbye. Wait for the author to come and tell me problem to fix and fix problem. Yes, hello. Uh, hello. What is name? Jane Austen. Jane Austen. Okay. One E, but really two E's. What problem? Uh, well. There's a toilet on the third floor, and I don't know who clogged that mother up, but it, it was me. Mm, of course. I sent person to fix it. Hold on one second. Blunt, 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 blunt. Very onomatopoetic place we live in. We, we Russians are very un. On, uh, no, I got you. We're not. Don't worry about it, buddy. We're not very subtle, but we get shit done. Go shit more. Next person. After sitting in the bathtub for three long months, for three long months, the drain has clogged with immense clumps of hair. The drain does not drain. Uh, the water cannot go down to where it belongs, and I am sitting in my own filth. Tell me your name. Edgar. Edgar. Edgar Allen. Uh, your uh, toilet? No, different. Ba they are different no matter what Jane Austen says. Well, she she clogged. You don't shit in the bathtub. <laughs> no, Jane, only you do. Oh. Oh. Don't worry, we sent person up there. They actually come back. Hello, I'm other industrious Russian. Hello, industrious Russian. Is a uh, bathtub clear? Bathtub is clear. Okay, good. Bathtub is clear. I'm Jillian Flynn. Jillian Flynn, yes, I assume normal cleanup duty. Yes. Normal cleanup duty. The norm. And please, be a dear. My arm fell into the sink again, if you could. 
Get it out. Industrious Russian! Industrious Russian. Stitch on arm. Stitching, 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 stitching. Arm back attached. Hey, babe. What up, babe? Ah, uh, I was uh, wondering if you had any plans for lunch, wanted to go get something. Unfortunately, I have plans for lunch. Jane Austen uh, clogged up her bathtub again once more with her defecation. She's a real fucking mess. Can we get that on the record? She's a menace to herself and like everyone around her. There's note on wall says Jane Austen is mess. You'll notice behind me, along with other authors who have problems. Once more, Clive Gustler, if you come with both problems, I no longer fix both. Yeah. Listen, you gotta stand up to these people. I You're important. You're good at your job. I will stand up to them. I do have dinner free. We go get dinner, okay? Okay. Goodbye. Hindi! Industrious Russian! You need to help me fix something! The other... The other... For once, answer is no. Go away. Oh, Go away. Indy! Indy! Oh, I spilled fortune cookie all over the kitchen! Indy! I broke your nail! Indy, Indy, my bed no longer works! Okay, okay you hold on to your no. potatoes! No. know what tomorrow is? Friday? Yeah, Friday? Do you know what tomorrow is? Friday! Thank God! <laughs> TGIT! TGI, the most important event in American history. Guys, tomorrow's 9-11! Oh, jeez, you know how they told us to never forget? I forgot. We forgot. Oh, yeah. Boy. We can't be the one author-based comedy podcast that doesn't have a 9-11 episode! The guys we fucked episode with Mohammed Otto was really riveting. The Why You're Single episode called Because Your Spouse Died in 9-11 was heartbreaking. Hey, it's me, the guy who wants to find Heather Gray. Hold on, I'm looking for freedom now. Okay. Oh shit, can't find it because it was taken away from us tragically. Such a nice freedom we have here. Would be such a shame if someone were to come along and, I don't know, take it away from us. Hey everybody, it's me, Clive Kussler. When I'm sailing my boat full of refugees, I want to have a good place to drop them off. I don't want to just sail them around and drop them on that garbage island in the Pacific. Open our gates, America, so I can get these refugees off my boat. Terrible, but he's, uh, he's in the bathroom. Yes. Uh, the plane crashes into no! the North Tower. Holy shit! Uh, but he survives because he's pooped a protective group shell around himself. We as a James Patterson. Yeah, boom, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. That's his new catchphrase. I'm shopping it out. Does it sound good? James Patterson. Let's all join hands. Yahoo, your race. Yahoo, door race. Welcome, Chris. 9-11. Oh, it needs some work! Everyone, it's me, Louis Lamour, the melancholic cowboy. And I'm here to tell you, religion is fine and all, let you love your neighbor, but if you're using religion and your faith in your God and or prophet, that's no reason to off yourself. Oh, hey, he's Fire Marshal Phil, and I believe that 9-11, much like fire, should never have happened. I think it's something we never considered. Like a plane Is that 9-11? Boom. Shouldn't have happened. Fiery passion of those words can melt the steel beams in my heart. 
uh, call the, the wild. wild. Who yeah. could forget? Um, and what we can do one sketch where the wild is on one of the airplanes. The wild are one of yeah. the lucky few that were able to get cell phone reception. Yeah. No. And and they they call him and tell him that they love him in a sketch called Hijack. We can have um, uh, Ray Kinzella, author of Shoeless Joe. Um, in the field in Pennsylvania, yeah! where the United 93 yeah! uh, crashed into the plane in Field of Screams. Uh, we have our character Socrates, we who, do. who always asks things uh, at a question, and he could sing that song, Where Were You on the Day the World Stopped Turning by Alan Jackson. Yeah! Because that whole song is questions. Oh, that's so good! Alright, boss! Here's your papers on our world trades! I think it's gonna be a great day here at North Tower. I'm really excited for today. I ordered pizzas for everybody on this floor. I know you guys don't like toppings, so I ordered two large planes. Wait a second. What's that out the window? That's not world famous pilot Charles Sully Sullenberger flying the airplane trying to successfully crash land it in the Hudson. Got a flash. I laid it on my belly! I'm Mark Twain! That was the Puffin Publishing Podcast for September 2017. As always, Puffin Publishing is TV's Kevin Lanigan, Joe Conroy, Justin Germeroff, and Vern Tooley. Our special guests this week were Dan Fenton, returning as the slow mafioso, Elizabeth Ann Swanson, returning as Edgar Allan Poe, and Kirby Weber, returning as Gillian Flynn. Lots of old friends, whether you like them or not. Tune in next month for more exciting, perverse revelry. Follow the show on Twitter, at PuffPubPod, and like us on Facebook. And hey, I know we don't do this often, but in light of some of the terrible things that have happened this month, the Puffin Boys would like to send a special message. industrious we build things thank you very much we are sad we are very lonely hey we're going to cry hey it's okay there champ we're all going to cry now single tear drops down face my god this room is flooding up there's 130 anonymous russians crying oh is this the end of ronda burn this has been a talkback podcast